0: right guys welcome back to the stranded podcast thank you so much for joining me uh if you have been with me this long make sure you subscribe rate and review i appreciate you joining me on this journey and i really really appreciate today's guest i'm so excited i feel like i'm sitting with somebody that five years from now you guys are going to be calling him a a Tampa Bay legend. <laughs> 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 and That's if nice. you don't know who he is, um, you're going to know after today. I'm super excited to introduce uh, ninety four Ones, awesome, awesome personality and host, Joey franchise. Thank you for having me.
1: It's been long overdue. We've been trying to make this happen for so long.
0: We've been trying to make this happen forever. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if I were you, I'd be over me because we've
1: we've we've scheduled this several times. No, it's good. So I, you know, I had you know, I had to put my foot down and say, hey, let's let's get this done. We gonna do this and we we finally got on the same page.
0: (laughs) Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, but you gotta do what you gotta do. It's a late night, man. Right. I'm an adult with a kid and a full time job. You gotta gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) I don't stop. So. I know a good portion of my listeners are definitely uh, from the Tampa Bay area but a good portion of them are not so for my listeners that are not from the Tampa Bay area tell them a little bit about Joey Franchise where you're from and what you do right now Uh, originally from uh, Hartford, Connecticut Um, a little bit about
1: myself well I'm the middle child, <laughs> only boy in my, fam- uh, in my family. All girls? Right- yeah, two girls, man, <laughs> two sisters, uh, uh, you know, grew up, you know, great great family, great, you know, support system, um, and literally, like, I mean, it, like, it was never really, uh, how do I say, uh, I never had, you know, any... Trouble you know Growing up or anything Like that
0: Average like, normal childhood Yeah, just
1: normal childhood uh, Two wonderful sisters That two, probably drove you nuts Yes of course <laughs> Oh my gosh I mean that's I think that's why Like you know I have you know I, I am the way I am and I, and I love you know And I have that kind of Sensitive aspect to me At times Because it's like I feel like I get it From my mom And my sisters were around And stuff like that My father It, it kept a good balance Like with my mom And my pops And, and the way I so grew up So are you telling and, me You're not a savage uh, I'm not too much Of a savage I'm not I'm <laughs> not I have savage tendencies <laughs> thanks to my that's, that's my dad the, the small portion you know my dad not want me to be around you know right the, the, in the household with all these girls like that like he'll take me out and we'll go you know he's a big he's a big horse track guy so he's like wow I, I oh yeah there's a horse track there. down the road you were oh there oh my that's gosh right. he like lives there it's insane because wow. now he, he's got a crib down here so but yeah like uh i always had a passion for sports uh growing up sports video games Typical stuff like that. Um, and it, uh, the music was always being played in the house. My mother, typical Puerto Rican woman who playing music while cleaning the house. So I was exposed to a lot of different things as far as music. What was and, some of her like favorite stuff? Like, what was it? Uh, Diana Ross is big. I used to hear Bette Midler a lot. Mm. Um, I remember uh, the Boomerang soundtrack being a very, very big piece <laughs> of, you know, my childhood You're showing
0: your age Right yeah, now Yeah yeah
1: yeah No, I, Cause I was very curious A lot Cause she used to She used to get these uh, uh, Do you know those 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 little catalogs With all these The music And it's like a, a penny For a CD Or something yes. like that So she used to Like load up on CDs So there would be Everything from like Snoop Dogg To uh to John Denver in the house. Wow. So like I was exposed to a lot of eclectic music and that's where I think a lot of love for music came from is is through my mom. And my mom would always be singing too. So it's like uh you know, it was just always around. So uh, I think that's one of the reasons that helped me kinda find that balance between uh, you know, doing because I, I I couldn't read and write music right. or, or even play play instruments. So I, but I had an appreciation for it, and I think radio for me ended up like being that that outlet and that connect, you know, to so your passion and right and your talent. Yeah, I had to put the I had to put the basketball and the baseball bat down. Well, what? basketball I couldn't play because I mean I'm I'm pretty short,
0: not <laughs> not just not tall enough. Not tall unfortunately. Enough. We'll say <laughs> that. Yeah,
1: we'll say that. So,
0: at what age do boys finally have to come to terms with that crossroad where they're like, I love this, but. I'm just not
1: I'm not tall enough for it. You know what's funny? I used to try so hard and I hate to say this but my mom always kept it real. Like oh, she never that's, sugarcoated.
0: That's anything.
1: So it's like I used to try so hard and have my my dream was to play basketball. Yeah. Like I thought I was literally going to be in the NBA. I think Muggsy Bogues made that, you know, created that stigma in my head like you could if you, he was 5'3" It's like if that dude's five three and in the NBA and I making it this. work, I could do this. Like he gave me hope. Are Allen you, Iverson gave me hope. Are you five three? Uh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> no, not five three. But um, but yeah, she she kind of kept the reality in me. You know, early and you know I stopped playing basketball like uh freshman year of high school, and it really became a thing where well what else what else do i do and i think uh, at the age of 15 uh i was really uh we, you know we had a lot of family functions you know spanish people throw parties for everything absolutely so uh, i my cousin my cousin uh harry he was a he was like the family dj so he would dj all these uh all our family functions and you know it never really hit me until like about 15 16 where i was just like i want to learn this cuz it's like I, I love seeing people have a good time and it was always fun to go to the family functions and I always, and you know, one of my, one of my big things I use on radio is is the word wepa and I mm-hmm. got that from my aunt, my aunt Titi said that she, uh, she would always be at a party, you know, it was lit when she was screaming wepa. So it's like that reaction alone and seeing when, you know, certain songs came on like the reaction of people and I'd like kind of dissected that, you know, at that age and to the point where I asked my cousin Harry, "I'm like, yo, I want, I really want to learn this." And it wasn't no like turntables and none at that time. It was just like some box where he was just like lifting levels up and down and putting CDs in, and that's where it started. And then I, it really, you know, what's crazy is it, just the way the way it evolved. It was just like so organic. Like I wasn't like it was just happening. Like I liked it so much that it just became like second nature to me. So uh, my cousin Miguel had a had a turn. He 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 was into it too. about the same age, and he actually invested in a, in some turntables. And I used to go over his house and and, and play music, you know, with him all day. We'll beat matching. this is before the laptops, so we were just like using CDs, and you know, uh, it was the CDJ stuff. So like we weren't. I didn't touch the vinyl till probably like a little bit, you know, a little after, because I really wanted to. I don't feel like you're a DJ unless you played on played vinyl records. Right. You know, what I mean, DJ on twelve hundreds, technique twelve hundreds. So, uh, you know, I would always go to his house and and we'll jam out and we just created a thing where we just like run up in high schools, uh, local, his high school, he used to to go to East Hartford High. Uh, I went to uh, Metropolitan, uh, which was a magnet school, and we kind of piggybacked on each other like, hey, I'll book this party, let's do this and this, that and the third. So then DJing thing became like a really big thing to me. Um, Entrepreneurship at its finest Right <laughs> <laughs> High school and, How do we get paid? <laughs> right And then it, and it evolved Because you know I, A lot of my inspiration Would come from uh, From the local DJs Like mm. on my on my radio station So my old radio station Was uh, Hot 93.7 uh, WZMX In Hartford And it was the only Hip hop station I remember when it Turned hip hop station Like it's probably like oh, I want to say 15 years old 16 years old Something like that Somewhere around there And Uh I mean, those are my superheroes. Like, you know, I, like I love comics and all that, but like the real superheroes to me and, and a lot of the inspiration uh, came from when I used to listen to radio, I used to be on the bus rides, like the morning drives to work, and it's crazy because it's like the people I grew up listening to, I eventually ended up working with, but I'll get to that story in a second. Yes,
0: <laughs> I was like, I want to get to that whole journey. So, <laughs>
1: um, I, Craig G was like, you know, I used to listen at five o'clock, you know, be on our bus riding home and... And and just the way he mixed and matched records, the way he would cut records, like it was just like made me want to go practice more and, and 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 get better. It's like I I strove to be like a Craig G. And he's a mixtape legend. He used to DJ for Mace and he was part of Bad Boy. Um This was a
0: true craft for you already. Yeah. At like sixteen. Exactly. And I didn't know
1: and I didn't know it was like happening like just organically organically like i just wasn't even thinking yeah. twice about it and that's what blows my mind every time it's just like i'll sit back like till now and be like wow like you know even me talking about it now is just like yo it was already I mean, happening this really happened and i think uh and i know in high school i started realizing a little bit more what i wanted to do and i and i, I came out of my shell like i was a very quiet Kind of guy And you know I wasn't in no clique Or nothing like that Like I was just The, the kid that was just Cool with everybody And um yeah, Very soft spoken That's why like It's still surprises My mom today this she hears me on the radio I used to be I'm, And at times I'm pretty shy Don't don't get it twisted I'm very shy at times It
0: still surprises her?
1: Yeah it's still yeah. surprises her like I could never believe Like you know y- This is you on the radio Like f- you were the, You were so personality, shy personality
0: All of it And out it's there. like And
1: she always encouraged me To get out of that shyness So You
0: know what I love About radio personalities? I feel like Right now we're in this era Of Instagram And Facebook And social media Influencers uh, Creating these tribes you know tribes of fans and people that love them and it's all through relatability it's like they show their true selves and then people are like oh my god i can relate to you i'm that you know right. and it's this new thing and there's courses and people are talking about it in schools and how it's this phenomenon but Radio personalities have been doing this forever, for like because real. you really bring your true self to the table. Like you will know who Joey franchise is if you listen to ninety four one at night. Like right. everything about you, from your culture to your inspiration to your history, like you'll know all of it, and that's why you have a true following. There's so much relatability there for people. Like yo. This is like I'm chilling with my family. Right. Like you bring your true self to the table, and that's what I love. That's I think that's why you have such a strong fan base, and that's why I want to. That's what I, that was always my goal. And then like I learned from I learned from some of
1: the best, you know, uh, coming you know coming from where I came from, and, and even now, like even the guys I work with now are like they're amazing, and mm-hmm. I learn something from them all the time too. And I just kind of you know take take that and 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 put my flavor on it. Um, so dope. I, I think when. Uh, you know, I would listen to. I I would listen very close. Like, I mean, the music was always big. You know, on listening to it on the radio, but like, I listened to these personalities, and I was always curious. Is like, how are they so flawless? Like, mm-hmm. you know, delivering a talk break with no mess ups. You know what I mean? Like, that would always my, that would always blow my mind every time. Like, so you were already practicing
0: that yeah. part
1: at sixteen. You want? I'm gonna tell you something crazy too. So. Because
0: when I was young, all I thought about was like a DJ was a hype man.
1: Right. And, and, and it's crazy because I view DJing a little a little bit different because if you really think about it, and this is where, this is how I always approach it, is, you know, DJ's an entertainer. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, anybody can... Nowadays, anybody can play music. You just give them a laptop and, yeah. and put, give them the five hottest records and they're the best. Done. Right. You know what I mean? But it really takes somebody to kind of put their stamp on it by really putting in work and that comes with like being a good host that's
0: a responsibility
1: yeah selection of music you like you're the vibe yep you're the vibe i like that so like you really gotta take that all in and and really you know that's why i always made it my mission to perfect my craft like i still do it to this day i always take time out uh at least you know two to three times a week to kind of really perfect the craft um and and try and try different you know new things and you know other ways to bring certain records in and other things just kind of separate myself from the norm right um and you know i've always i've always been like that and, and then like i said going back to high school you know I, I wanted to separate myself from the norm and i really wanted to come out of my shell um because honestly being quiet was never it really never got me anywhere uh
0: Nice guys finished last.
1: <laughs> Good point. Yes. Well, well said. So, um, I took a I took a course in high school. Uh, it was like a uh, TV editing. I learned how to use Adobe Audition. Learn how to edit it, uh, edit audio and and things like that. I still um, don't know how to do got that. In, got in front of oh, <laughs> it's it's it, it was kind of tricky at first because it, it looks cra- it, it looks crazy on screen, but like now it's like second nature to me and it's just you know putting putting in the effort and I, and I made sure like even when I was in that course like I learned everything like cuz it was a uh, you know we it was we were doing we were doing like the school news or something yeah, like that yeah of course and it was like every friday so we prepare the entire week with content we get in front of a camera write our own scripts learn how to write scripts uh learn how to edit audio it's everything edit video like i made sure i learned everything in that course and, and really grasped everything um it was the, in that class where one of my teachers actually said you know you have a really good voice like you ever thought about doing radio and i'm
0: like
1: Ehh. i'm like i don't know like i really was in i was i love the tv thing because yeah. um when i got to uh Express on that You know In that class And as part of that You know Every episode that we did uh, For that uh, School news uh, Like I always did the music thing In the, in the sports Like my My initial dream uh, Was to be a, Was to be a commentator Like mm-hmm. a sports commentator I, I, used, to, I used to I used to legit Watch Bob Costas Like he's one of my Idols mm. As far as Like that As a commentator he's, he's the GOAT Right And I would watch him Like I'd listen to him like I wouldn't even watch Michael Jordan in the finals. I wasn't paying attention to Michael's poetry and motion on the court. I was listening to Bob Costas's voice the entire time. Wow. He had an amazing voice and just like he was so articulate and and witty and it just and it just sat with me. It's like I wanted to do that. So I would play I would play PlayStation NBA Live and I would turn off the volume on the TV and do my own commentary shut up as i was playing the video game <laughs> this trying is to hilarious. emulate it. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yo but i tell people all the time it's a true art and it takes a true skill to self educate like to convince yourself to self educate and take the time like you were literally
1: as I was playing a video game, yeah, mind you, yeah, I'm I'm creating commentary as I'm controlling. Yeah, this is
0: like all work, no fun for you as a teenager, <laughs> right? And this is this all happened. This
1: all happened in the same time. So I was absorbing so much stuff, like the DJing, the uh, you know the the, the commentary, uh, you know, sports commentary, um, and you know, it evolved into into pursuing radio. So. When I was told that, it kind of had a light bulb on me, and I was just kind of thinking about it, and it's like, I'm already listening to these people on the radio here, and I'm loving what they're doing, and I'm like, you know, I can see myself doing that, and I feel like I was, and I looked at myself at that time, at like, you know, 17, 18, I kind of looked at myself like, you know, and I feel like I'm a double threat, because I could DJ too. (laughs) So, (laughs) 18, it was a (laughs) wrap. So, here's a funny story. So... When I actually want to pursue, I didn't know how or what. Like, I knew I, at that point I was just like, oh, I'm going I'm to I'm shoot my shot with radio. I had no idea what I was going to get myself into. Like, I knew I wanted to do it, but it's like, how do I do it? Right. Like, and I brag about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this and this and this and just like, That's how a
0: dream starts, though.
1: Yeah. I didn't know anything. I didn't right. know what I had to do to get there or anything. So, I, uh, I remember... Uh, <laughs> I it was my prom night. It was my senior prom night, and me and my sister. Like one thing about my mother and my sister, my older sister Marcy, is they would her well Marcy the most would harass me about what are you gonna do? You're getting ready for college. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna major in? Yeah, da, yeah, da, 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 da. and like mine, she was already doing it. She was going G. She was going to George Washington in DC, and like her boyfriend was like in, at Penn. And I'm like, you know, and they're like, you know, they kind of set in their ways and what they want to do. And I'm, and she's just like on my ass about it. And she was, and then, uh, oh man, she said, well, one of the DJs from my state from nine three seven was DJ my prom, and she knew that, and I told her that, and I'm like, yeah, DJ Big Man is doing my prom, and she's like. Well you need to ask him how you how you gonna get on this radio how you gonna do this radio thing? Well you need to ask questions. And I'm just like, but he's gonna be DJing my prom, like he's not gonna have time. He doesn't to talk wanna to be me. annoyed with me. Yeah. So I'm with my day at prom.
0: Uh and all you can think about and Is all I how can to think get to this was, DJ
1: how, how do I get to DJ Big Ben <laughs>
0: Sorry date But I don't care <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here for you <laughs> Yo the entire time I'm like How do I get to this DJ Like I'm like Not even paying attention To my date Like I know she was probably Having the worst night ever She sat there by herself um, And I'm sorry to say But like at that moment I just didn't care
0: all Right You were on a mission I was a mission. on a
1: mission So I saw so It was early in, It was pretty early in the night And he had like a a pre-recorded. He had somebody open up for him. I don't know if it was a pre-recorded mix or he had somebody already opening up for him. But he was actually by like the little bar area, like where the hors d'oeuvres are. And I took the opportunity to talk to him. I'm like, yo, like I'm a big fan. I listen to you on the radio all the time. And I'm going to America International College, and I'm I really want to get in radio. I want to major in communications. Like, and you know, I'm just picking his brain about stuff. And you know, we had this dope pretty like like about a 25 or a half hour long conversation and he it got to when I told him about what college I was going to he was like what college I was like, are you going to? I was like America AIC and he's uh, he's like say no more he's like I got you he's like when you get when you get to campus and he texts him right there uh, Mike Vizola, and he was the program director of the college station he was going to school there but he was also the PD of the radio st- the college radio station was actually had a really good signal for its region it was in Springfield, Mass and so he texts Mike and tells Mike about it. Mike's like, and he shows me a text back, and he's just like, "Yo, say no more. It's done." So I probably waited, uh, whatever it is when, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, first day of college was. Um First thing I got there, I asked my advisor, you know, when they asked you, "You guys got any questions? Can you take me to the radio station, please?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you were like, yeah, education, but okay, yeah, like education's cool, but <laughs> get me to higher pla- learning's
1: cool, but get me know, to the place I need to be. This is where I need to be. give me to this domain right here, and we be all right. Yep. Uh, so he took me to the sta- so I go visit the station. I meet Mike and I and I meet Mike and, and Mike's like, uh, he's like, yeah, big man told me about you. I'm like, cool, and like ever since then, Mike's to this day is my best friend.
0: Could you imagine if you didn't have the balls to ask that night? I think about that all the time. One one ask. One ask. Like, literally set your dreams in motion. Legit. We're always, I swear, we're always one decision away from a completely different life. And it, and it blows my mind every time because it's like, even digging into that right now, like,
1: I never tell that story enough. Yeah, that's dope. And uh, Mike helped me get on radio. Mike helped me
0: be great. Yeah. Uh, That's so awesome. I how used- long were you, did you intern with him? Yeah, I interned. I, I started
1: first, like, I, I think I, I, like I had my, I was learning the ropes of it, and I would kind of sit on a, his show and kind of learn the ways of radio, how to work my way around a board, uh, how to edit, like, commercials, and how to create promos and imaging, and he really took me under his wing yeah. and it's kind of it's it's it's, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it's 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 crazy to talk about but um so it, he was a big part of uh
0: your success
1: yeah like i think without him teaching me what he taught me like i don't think i'd be here yeah
0: that's your biggest mentor.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a few. I I have I have three great mentors. I want to say that helped me uh, get to where I got.
0: Yo, that's so cool because I always tell people like you can have more than one mentor yeah. because you're oh, gonna yeah, for sure they're gonna get you through different seasons of your life.
1: And Mike Mike got me through the first. So after I think the first semester. Uh, I had my own He. It got to the point Where I had my own radio
0: show And, and I was trying to figure out Wait pause Yeah Pause So Because I'm imagining this Because this is a very short turnaround This is freshman year This yeah, that's all what happened I'm saying. freshman year You went from prom Which is the 18 year old you Yeah To a, probably a summer after that And then going into freshman year Going straight into an internship And then within a few months You have your own State You have your own show On the radio station at college Correct that's super fast And that's That turnaround is all from Asking one all question All from asking one question So crazy On my prom night
1: I love it <laughs> And um Yeah so I had my show And I I didn't have a name So It was It was It was so funny how it came about So They would call me the future The what? They, they would call me the future Of Yep of, of the station or whatever Cause I was I was a young I was the baby out of everybody, you know, everybody's there is like, you know, grad during grad school, or they're like, you know, a higher class. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was the youngest one on the, on the, in the in that station, and I was the youngest one to be, have a show on the air. And we were trying to come up with a name, and it was like, yo, man, it's like, you, you're gonna be a G, you're gonna be a G one day, but you still a baby. We're gonna call you Baby G. So they, they would call me Baby G. <laughs> They would call me. They gave me the name Baby G, and I kind of ran with it for a little bit, but it wasn't me. So, like, probably, you know, a few months in, like, I was like, I'm not gonna be going under no baby. I'm nobody's gonna be calling me no Baby G. Um, And so one day I was in. I was in class, and it was we were doing. One of the projects was doing imaging and creating a promo. Uh, For ourselves And it's basically Taking bits and pieces Of like Just being creative And just creating an image Right Uh, Kind of like What you hear on the radio Like with all the Wild 94 one With the big voices And the You know All the effects And music bits And stuff like that Um, So I was creating One of those And in the process I was still trying To figure out my name So I'm like You know I always like Basketball so for basketball, I always like Steve Francis, and I always love that. I, the reason I like Steve Francis is because his name was the franchise. Mm. He used to play for the Houston Rockets, and I used to just love that. Like we call, they called him Stevie Franchise, and I always liked that name because he he was the franchise player, and so that always sat with me and some as you know in my mind. And then one day, I was when I was creating an imaging, when I was doing a promo, uh, I was going to use a piece for my promo. I was going to use a piece of Jay Z's Excuse Me Miss Again. And there's a part in that song where Jay Z said, You know, Jay Z, I'm a franchise like a Houston Rocket, y'all you know I mean? And that franchise just kept sticking with me. And I'm just like.
0: Yes. And you were like, and That's I'm like, a-
1: Joe, like. I wanted I, like I'm the fran- like I'm the franchise, so it's like anybody that picks me up like I'm the franchise player. I'll carry you all the way. Yeah. Yep. You know, station. Uh, you know, my, my group. You know, the people I work with. Like I want to. I'm the franchise player. Give me the ball. And I wanted to use my name. I never wanted. I, w- I still wanted people to call me Joey.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. So I thought about Joey the franchise. Mm. At first. And then my man uh Mike, we I'm gonna call him Vezzy because that's what we always called him, Vezzy So I told Vez, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I got it. He's like, what? Joey, Joey the franchise. And he's like, nah, Joey franchise. And I'm like, and that's how that's how the name came about. That's so dope. I didn't know where <laughs> you
0: got that name from. Because yeah. everyone will be like, is that his real last name? I'm like, yeah, I everybody don't, thought that I was my real so. last name
1: for a long time. <laughs> and then and you know and then it just became a you know everybody on campus knew me as franchise like oh that's franchise or oh. franchise or you know what i mean like everybody would you know find a way to like i had his the name just stuck with me
0: but when it's right it's Everywhere. right
1: like that's like and even now even in connecticut like i go anywhere. like it's like you know franchise oh, that's franchise like and even here, like, yeah, it, it, like it feels good. Like it, you know, the, the, I feel like it was good. And, and you know, I remember telling my mom about it, and she heard it, and she was just like, "Yeah, that is like that suits you best." Yeah, because I love sports, and I had a chance to uh, uh, metaphorically kind of intertwine those uh, those two worlds. Yeah, in in two words. Yeah, it's perfect. So that that's where the name came from, and. Um, you know, and with college, uh, you know, like I said, like Vez being a huge mentor for me, like he even helped me get a, uh, internship
0: mm.
1: with, with 937.
0: So did you get paid at the college radio station?
1: Yeah. It was like, like a little part time, like the college. Little, little yeah, intern little, pay. little intern pay okay. or whatever.
0: Um, and then when you went on to your internship after college, yeah. were you paid? Not uh, after I interned
1: for for credits for six months And then oh, they cool. offered me Then they offered me Like a part-time to do. This was still in Connecticut Yeah So I was going back and forth To Mass in, in Connecticut Mind you I would have I'll get to this in a second But um, but yeah I got to um, I got the internship At, at 937 through, through Vez And it was funny How I got it too Because I was 20 And he's like Yo why don't you just wait till you're 21 He's like You can go to the clubs And this and the third And I'm like uh. I'm like Alright if you say so then it's like A month and a half or two Go down, go by And I'm just like Vez can I really get the Can you really hook this Internship, internship up He's like You sure you don't want to Wait till your time I'm like dog I don't give a damn About a club Right I just need to get In the building Right And He was just like Alright He's like And puts me in touch With Jason Ricketts Who was a promotion Who's still the Promotions director At 937 um, And you know I get I get hired Off rip Like Vez put in An ill recommendation um, you know, I'm interning for free for, you know, for credits for six months and, you know, they give me a promo. So I've been promoing, actually, no, I think it was three months, six months total doing promotions. So within six months I was interning for credits and then like, I think three months in, I just, they started, they hired me for promotions and six months in, I said, I went into my, uh, promotions director's office Because, like, I mean, no disrespect to, 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 you know, anybody that, you know, interns in radio or uh, is in promotions. Because, you know, you do a lot of, you're making the station look good. You're hanging up posters. You're doing, you know, you're setting up uh, at at events. Um, I wanted more.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I went in his office and I said, yo, like, I like this stuff and all that, but I want to do more. Right, and it blew his mind that I was even asking him that because nobody ever asked nobody ever asked him that. Wow! And he just like at first I thought he was like, "Who the hell is this kid to tell me like what he right. wants and stuff like that?" But he was more blown away like everybody seems to be comfortable with what just they're doing in a promo. Yeah, and he's just like, "Yo, you know, you're like the first person to really ask me that." Like, I thought he was just good. He's like, "Say no more, I'll, I'll hook it up," and he was just like willingly, just like. Just like that, just me asking and just being, you know, pulling my foot down and, and really demanding, like, what I want. Not, like, in a, you know, crazy yeah. way. But he, uh, he's like, yo, I'll make it happen. He's like, Jenny Boom Boom's looking for somebody to help her out in the afternoons. Um, so here's the Jenny story, my second mentor.
0: <laughs> okay, but wait, I just want to highlight this. Yeah. Here we are, opportunity number three, second time. Just because you asked. Just because I asked. Yeah. Listen, if anybody's looking for the secret, there's a real simple solution in this story, just, just and ask. it keeps coming up over and over and over again. Just ask for what you want, yo. Because it gets to a point
1: where it's like one thing I never wanted to do was get super comfortable in what I'm Stagnant. doing. Yeah, right. I hated it. I mean, it happens. It's it's human, but the way to get out of it is. Legit, like just open your mouth and ask. Yep, just talk. and use your resources. That's it. And you had and, and abundant, I had them.
0: abundance of resources
1: around you, right? And my major key was to just get in the building and let me let me make my way make my way around. Um, so I got to uh, they, he set me up. Jason Ricketts uh, hooked me up with with Jenny Boom, Boom in the afternoons, and it was crazy because I never thought Jenny liked me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She always is kind of you know standoffish kind of, and I was just like, and I was really shy. Still, you know, around around people, um, especially if I felt like, you know, a weird energy. And so she introduces me to. Uh, so, so he introduces me to her and she's like, yeah, I'm looking for help and this and a third. Cool. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this and the third? Do you mind, do, you know, putting stuff on the website? and then I'm like, I don't mind anything. I taught myself all that. For I this, didn't know how for to this moment. Yes. This is before <laughs> WordPress. Then we was like, you know in myspace, you have to take the yes. all these crazy weird codes <laughs> yes. like that was the HTML. old website yes, <laughs> and I taught myself that I literally sat because I wanted to be on Jenny's show and be a part of it, and mind you, it was like I was work on her show every other day, so uh, like three times a week right just helping her out with uh interviews and stuff like that uh well her well get her uh her uh, her news her uh updating the website. And help Whenever she had an interview With something i do my research And uh, Jenny Me and Jenny's relationship That is my sister Like mm.
0: Taught me everything I know Like But I felt like you are I'm not saying this In like a conceited way But I felt like you already At this point You already knew a whole lot
1: Oh I did I, I, I did already Um through, through being in school And being around the people I was around Um Jenny taught me how to be hungry Like Mm. really be hungry
0: Mm.
1: Like I was hungry But Jenny taught me like This is how you get it And This is how you improve every Like It used used to blow my mind Like the stuff that she would tell me And like It'd be hard It was like a lot of tough love at times Cause you know I was a kid You know Young 21 20. You know, working hot, with her I'm hot shit Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know It's like, damn, I'm in, the, I'm on the radio She shouting my name out all the time Like, because I'm working with her yeah. And it's like, people used to get hype Like, all my friends and stuff like that Wait, here I wouldn't even be talking She'd be saying my name And it was like you know, people are like, yo, You, I heard your name on the radio. <laughs> like, like, calling me up, like, and it felt good. And, I, you know, at that time, like, over time, it was like, felt like I was the shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, whenever I felt like it, I was, you know, I was that guy. I'm part of my language. I'm sorry. But, like, whenever I felt like uh, I was, like, getting too big for my bridges at a, at a young age, oh, she would bring me down back to earth <laughs> and kind of tell me what it is. And and that's what was awesome. She'll give me, she'll, she'll, she'll calm me down for a little bit and say, no, you got work to do. Mm. Don't get Don't You know You can't get this high five right now You know There's what I mean always Like it's appreciated Thank do. you But understand like This can go just as quick
0: Yep This can be taken Right out from under you
1: There you go So I learned that real quick From Jen And it, Like our Our chemistry together Was amazing Like you know Just my knowledge of music Cause I was always I was always Up to date with everything And I kinda And, and I'm very cultured And even to this day Like yes. You know I helped her understand that. Like, this is when World Star was coming up. Mm. And, like, we were doing so good together. Like, I would record all her interviews. I would edit all her interviews. It'd be a deadline. We'd literally be on the phone at, like, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. We need to get this up by tomorrow. We need to get this done. We need to get... It was, like it was like jordan and pippin like
0: <laughs> when you have that type of relationship yeah. where you can bounce off each other like that It's it, it, a dynamic duo we were definitely a dynamic duo and we
1: definitely propelled ourselves for the best like she she got exposed to dealing with dealing with me i don't want to take full credit but i want to say like my knowledge of the internet and and and, and uh so it wasn't, in the now,
0: yeah, what was going on right then? Yeah, I, I was just
1: I just knew what was going on, and World Star was just getting was 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 becoming a big deal at that time in the early years. Um, and World Star picked up her interview, and we were looking at this thing, and this thing has got like over like five hundred thousand views, like four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand views, and I'm like, we see this, and it's crazy who hit us up. Is um one of my one of our homies from the record label hit us? I'm like, yo, I just saw your interview with Jim Jones on on World Star. Like, yo, you like you you popping like? But she you're didn't
0: you big time now. She didn't know what that
1: was. Like, and and I was aware of it. <laughs> right. I just didn't know it was that big of a deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Like, I knew about World Star. It was just like. I didn't know it was that big of a deal
0: When I was in college When I got home First thing I did Because there wasn't Social media wasn't There was Facebook and stuff But it wasn't running like that You didn't get the news on there And you didn't right. get Worldstar And you didn't get You know, Shade Room But now, when I was in college I came home And I checked two sites Every day It was NicoleBitchie.com mm-hmm. You remember that? Yep, I remember and that And Worldstar Cause they would they would tell two different versions of each story, right? So I would jump on each one to look at whatever was going on. Nicole always told the positive version. World Star was like, "Here's what it is," right? <laughs> exactly.
1: World Star is great, and yep. it was great, and we we gained so much uh, notoriety off of that. And like, we made it our mission every day to put dope interviews together. She helped me like understand like how to con- really conduct the an interview, and uh, you know, and, and how to really. Promote yourself also mm-hmm. Like When we Which saw Which is a skill Yeah when we saw that Like when we I remember When we got that When we got that interview On Worldstar And we saw Everybody's reaction to it uh, Like people that called us And said they saw it Like you know From from labels like in New York And, and stuff like that um, We just made it our business To be like yo We gotta get interviews with this We gotta get interviews with that Like that put a battery In our back Like Keep We would going. make trips To New York To do interviews Like mm. We would go all over the place where, like, we made it our business to make sure that we got on another blog, and we made it on a blog every time that Jenny did an interview with somebody, we were on. Like, we I edit it we, that that would be on a blog. Wow, hands down. You can Google all this stuff. Wow, Jenny Boom Boom, any interviews like they'll pop up. Like she's she still out everywhere. Yeah, she's still there, still holding it down in Connecticut and, and being great. And I learned everything from her, and and you know that that is my sister, like to the death.
0: So you were twenty one. This was twenty one. I, I started at twenty one. Yeah. Okay, so you start this at. You've been doing this since you were sixteen. You get serious about it at eighteen, right after prom. Who knew? And then, so now, we're talking like a good six years. And now, how old are you? Thirty one now. Thirty one. Thirty one. So is this just like? You got it You did it You perfected your craft And then like 10 years of success Is that how you got to Tampa Or just Has yeah. this always been A clear straight journey And
1: My years of working with Jen um, I, I remember Remember when I said that It can be As quickly as you got it It can be taken away from you Yep um, We had a new uh, Another assistant pro, uh, Promotions director come in Who actually previously was The original promotions director But he came in and started You know Being an assistant for whatever reason And um, He wasn't happy With the fact that I was Getting paid through Promotions To work through, with Jenny So I wasn't In the streets Setting up stuff So He You were getting paid out The promotions budget Yeah and he complained about it And They had to ask me From Jenny show Um Yo know, I broke down Like and i never forget it she ran out i was outside like it felt like dying cuz you were in your happy place yeah like i felt like somebody really was like not nah, kid <laughs> yeah. you can't have that you, you, you thought you were good right. give give me your toy <laughs> so i remember she she grabbed my face and i was crying like and she's like no he's like yo you're going to be great you're going to you know wow just don't quit and um luckily my PD cared my PD uh, DJ Buck cared enough you know to help get me back in there so we found a way to kind of balance it like a week later wow so cuz she fought for me to get right. back on her show and you know my years with Jenny were were great and they were so good and and it helped her you know tremendous that my PD looked at it and he was like uh he wanted me on the morning show so DJ Buck recruits me for the morning show takes me off afternoons and <sighs> yeah and I and I and I did I had like a four four year run with them uh and Buck taught me everything Buck taught me uh uh, what it what it is to to be a pd like he he let me in his you know let me in his brain to for for, for the most part to to know his method to the madness um and it really he taught me how to how to pick a hit how to pick a hit record mm. you know what i mean he taught me the ends of like what it's like to be a pd i think there's still more i could learn how to be a pd you know but in the future. But, uh, he kind of let me in that world a little bit and I got to really be a fly on the wall and watch him do what, he do, do what he does. And, you know, him being on phones and seeing what he goes through, you know, with record labels
0: and, and, and things of that nature. Um, you in know, and I- world, We call this cross training. Yeah. It's like you, like I'm, I'm listening to the story and you're telling me about how you've literally learned every position so far in order to make it a successful radio station. You've literally learned your way through almost every necessary position in the station and that's that's good business like that's good business etiquette to know your how to run something from the ground up from every role you know it's like they they joke and say you need to know what the janitor does and you need to know what the CEO does and you need to know like you've you've literally taken every role so seriously
1: Uh, You know Buck You know He's a a serious He's got a serious face All the time And you know He's a serious guy And he's all about his business But like He always knew that I'd be I'd be something And I was the future I'd be the future of radio Like that came out of his mouth And it's like (laughs) I was like me? (laughs) Like You know Who me? Yeah (laughs) So um, You know Doing the morning show Helped me a lot Uh and working with Buck and Nancy Barrow was, was, was amazing, you know. And me, I was the youngest one, and like I was still the youngest guy in the station doing all this stuff. There's guys that were there for years, you know. I I caught a lot of hate. Yep. You know,
0: I was gonna say I caught a lot young, of hate. Being young and successful in the worst workplace is right. a whole another ball game.
1: I caught so much hate. Like, I mean, it was it was controlled, but. It was what it was But that didn't stop me From anything Actually it flattered me A little bit mm. um,
0: Use it as fuel
1: Yeah I used it as fuel I was like Alright well you don't Like me now You're gonna hate me In a couple of months
0: You're gonna hate me In a month from now You know uh, So that put you At like 25 right Yeah Four years Put me so at 25 you're still, you're still in Connecticut Right You're still where you're from yeah, you four year run on the radio. You've done everything from producing a show to promotions to now morning and show. And I'm DJing
1: in between time too. So like, I had these clubs like to kind of make up for the part time money I was making. Mm-hmm. Um, being on the morning show too, uh, I had a good relationship uh, with one of our guys uh, in the building who was an engineer or who was a uh, he was he was always on site. He was always setting up broadcasts and. his name was Mudbone. So Mudbone, I used to do all the, I had a vision about being a DJ, like, for UConn Huskies. We used to broadcast all their games on our AM sister station. And Mudbone used to do all the, you know, produce all the, you know, broadcasts. And he had a good relationship with this guy named uh, John Kaplan. Call him Cappy. So I'm having this vision of, like, DJing for the Yukon Huskies Because it's like How do I How else do I You know I looked at it from a standpoint Where it's like How else can I Be so on in my city Where it's just like How do I grow my brand here Yeah So Man when I got that Yukon Husky thing I remember Being Nervous Like rocking a stadium At the football game Like That was intense And then you know you got to stand like these guys and won championships for basketball and the girls are disgustingly nice. They are <laughs> they are Amazons, for real. Those girls are Amazons. Right. And, you know, that was just another, another thing to add as far as, you know, to the resume and to the brand. And that became like a staple, like, you know, like to really be in a, you know, have that energy, you know, be around that energy in, in a stadium and, and be, you know, the one to... Kind of get everybody riled up Like that was like One of the best feelings ever (laughs) I could Like I wouldn't trade that feeling For the world Like and I built good relationships With some of the players Like over the years Which is awesome too How long did you do that? Uh, I did that for four years The Huskies? Yeah What? Yeah I was doing that When I was producing Jenny's show actually And then it You know And then I continued I I think it was the year I started it the year that Kimball Walker was playing and they won the championship that year. They they had that. I think they had to win like eight games in eight days or something like that. And they won. They won the. They ended up winning the national championship. So the next year, I ended up DJing for them. And then I think the year after that is when the guys and the girls won the mm. national championship. And I'm just like, wow! Like holding, I got to hold the national championship. Like that was awesome. And I, you know, I DJed all the rallies. Like everybody, know all the UConn fans were like you know show love i could take pictures with all the kids like it became like a you know like a local celebrity type of thing and it, you know it
0: felt good um that so how did you go from that like this sounds like amazing like i feel like you're on the the real fast track journey to like taking over your city right how it, did you go from that to living in to being here in tampa so i took a break i took a break from radio uh, How do you take a break after the Because hype, I feel the like, like I had done, I
1: feel like I had done so. I was doing so much Right And You know I still wasn't full time And that's the part that sucked Is like you have a passion for something And it's just like It's, it's not You,
0: so you know you feel like nobody was seeing your talent
1: Yeah like They, they knew it was there
0: mm-hmm.
1: But it's like nobody wanted to really act on it And that's not their fault I don't blame them I just you know Contracts are involved And things like that And you know seniority um so it's like, yo, when's my turn coming? And uh to make up for that, in between this stuff, like when I was doing morning show, uh, it was CBS radio at the time. So we were uh my OM who I have a great relationship with and he's one of the one of the best in the business, uh, Steve Salhaney, um, he said, Hey, I'm overseeing a station in Boston. I want you to be a part of it. I want I want you to do I want you to do weekends. And it was 103.3 Amp Radio. I met Joe Breezy there, who's the program director, amazing dude, and, you know, an amazing PD, too, man. Like, I, I, the one thing I can't say is I've been around a lot of great, amazing PD, program I've been fortunate to be around great program directors of these stations between Buck, Breezy, and Orlando. Um, so I met Joe Breezy, and, you know, Breezy's always, and Breezy helped and mind you, Boston's a top 10 market mm. So it's like, I'm going from Market 51 in Connecticut Driving an hour and a half the weekends To go to 103.3 In Boston And the staff there was amazing, man Everybody on that staff, were they're amazing A1 And, you know, Breezy helped Clean me up a little bit as far as, you know Being uh, You know, being efficient with my brakes And he kind of helped, you know Work a lot of kinks out hmm. You know what I mean Because he would be listening I mean it's top 10 He's he's trying to Keep us on, on the top And weekends were Weekends were great with it When I was there Weekends were great And then he gave me The mix show too mm. So he knew I could DJ And he put me on The mix show as well And here's the crazy thing Is just like I would take any You know at that time Like working part time Because even when I was Working with Jenny Like I was getting Like a part time I, I left some of this stuff out Where I was also Working part time As a DJ on the air Mixing and also doing uh, part-time shifts, and mm-hmm. those range from like six a.m. in the morning till three a.m. I didn't care what it was; I right. take I would take any shift at that point. Right. So when I was doing the Boston stuff, there'd be times where I double book myself in Boston and Connecticut. So I'd have to be in Boston from five to ten, and I'd be flying. I'd be done with. I'd be done in Boston at ten, and I'd be flying back down to Connecticut to make it by twelve a.m. to be on the air till three a.m. I would do that consistently. Like that was Just cause I wanted it Like that bad
0: That's that two job hustle
1: <laughs> Right So when it got to a point where And it I, wasn't about the money it, Yeah it wasn't about the money at that point But you know I, my, my family You know we, we talked about this before Where uh, You know At one point At one point does this You know Is this dream gonna like Pay off you know well, what that, I mean? that, and that's, that, was, that was my that was my mom that was what my mom would always say it's like you know, like, well, are they going to hire you yet? My dad was like, are they going to hire you yet? Like, yeah, because how old were you at this point? I was about I was in my like twenty five, twenty six.
0: Yeah, I was going to say because now I look at it and I'm like I'm thinking, you know, you, you, when you're that age, I I knew a lot of guys that wanted to be rappers or artists right. or or DJs or you know radio personalities or wanted to be some somehow involved in the entertainment music industry. And then you get into that, those late 20s, and it's like, okay, is this a hobby or is this a career? Right. You know, and I could see, like, I could... That's, that, that was going to be my next question, actually, because I could see where eventually you would come to a crossroad. Right. And so that that's where you were. And I came to a crossroad. Yeah. Because I think my, my parents kind
1: of, like, they wanted to know, like, what, what's going on. Like, yeah. you're good. You're doing all this stuff. You're working your ass off to you know be at these places like and i was doing it while i was in college like i was i would miss classes to produce jenny's show because that was important more important to me right you know um like i sacrificed i had to do a five-year plan of college because of i missed time and i was bad on grades because i was already in doing what i wanted to do
0: Deferred That's all And yeah
1: I mean I ended up graduating Yeah I <laughs> But I ended up getting my degree So You did I mean, the strategic plan yeah, <laughs> I just did the You know Took a little longer than I expected But You know I got to the point where I wanted to uh, Where I back Backed away from radio And I had an opportunity To go on tour with the artist Chris Webby uh, Who was a good friend of mine They were looking to Switch up the style on, on their On their performances And they wanted to switch up their DJ And they liked that I was associated with UConn And Um And they just saw how I was carrying myself, like way I was branding myself. Like I've had everything documented, and it's like like every like I made sure like everybody saw what I was doing, and they kind of peeped that, and they know how much uh, effort I put into like what I do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm just not trying to play music for people when I'm DJing at places. I'm trying to create an experience. Like I want people to walk away and feel like like they were at a concert. Like the way you would if you left a Kanye concert or, or you know an Adele concert or something like that. Like right. I want you to walk away with like, wow, that really just happened. Yep. Um, so I think the one on tour was a hell of an experience. We did fifty-two cities. Um, so I've been around the country and i seen everything it, it, in two months. I saw I, I literally drove around the country and touching stages and. Just, places i never thought i'd be like boise idaho or missoula montana like i never thought i'd be in these places right and that was probably the best two months of my life um because i got to live vicariously through my mother who wants to who wants to travel so bad so uh i think i did that one for her and for me and yeah, man, touring with Webby was amazing, man. And it's like I really got to showcase like, what I really can do and how I can control the crowd. And, you know, I, I got to thank Tech Nine too, because, you know, we were co headliners on his tour. So we warm up right before he got on. And Tech Nine is, I learned so much from him too, because it's like he's an independent artist and he's probably in the Forbes. This is one of the top 10 most richest independent acts in hip hop or acts in hip hop. I think wow. he's like number seven. Or he was last um, number seven. Wow! And this guy just learned so much, like how he commands a crowd, and just his, watching his performances every night, and just trying to absorb that, and kind to create my own thing with it, um, from the DJ standpoint. So I did the I did the tour thing, um, and then it got to a point where, and then I came back. Uh, Buck gave me back the morning show, and you know we got right back to business, and. I wasn't a morning person, so there was times where I, I just couldn't get up. That's real, though. It's, that's real. I just couldn't get up in the morning. And it got to a point, and it was at a point where Buck was like, can't keep doing this.
0: What time was the morning? <sighs> like 5 a.m. It was <laughs> brutal. See, see, here's the real part, though. Like, I really feel like people are, you're either bred for this or you're not. Yeah. Because right now we're doing this interview and it's 2 a.m., and I am not a night person Like yeah. you are a night owl No, nah, I'm a night owl Cause yes. it's like I used to
1: do I used to do clubs I used to do clubs Get out of clubs You know 2am And then 5am I gotta be on the radio And It's not happening I used to sleep in my car I used to sleep on the couch In the station Like Yo there was a time where I was sick And I couldn't uh, And I couldn't Get up uh, and I try to call out. So I'm calling Buck and I'm like, yo, Buck, I'm not feeling good. I think I got like a flu. I have like flu like symptoms. And he was just like, damn. He's like, Nancy just called out. So I was like, all right, never mind. I'm going to get up. Feeling like crap. Like I legit, like my body was like.
0: Please lay down. Yeah, give like give it
1: up. Yeah,
0: quit. Mm-hmm.
1: I got up, drove 25 minutes to the station because I, I was living at my parents'. Um, 25 minutes to the station in Farmington and I stop and get tea at the gas station. I pulled out of the, the, the gas station after I got the tea and a, and a ginger ale and at the light, and mind you, the station's right around the corner from the, beginning of the gas station. It's literally like a few feet away. So I'm at this light and I, my body just shuts down and I crash. Into a guardrail. What? And the guardrail woke me up. You didn't even know you were asleep? I didn't know I was asleep. You weren't on a bridge or anything, were you? No. It, it was like a mini bridge, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hit the guardrail and it woke me up. I went to the hospital. Uh, my mom was there. Everything was fine. My, my, my doctor said, you know, you just need to take a break. I had a doctor's note And everything And I swear to God That same day As soon as the doctor said I came out And I was good And just Kind of take it easy uh, <laughs> um, I think I was uh, Scheduled to do Five o'clock The five o'clock mix I was supposed to be on rest I That same That morning I, I think I got to the hospital Like 12 in the afternoon My mom was there with me You know She heard about it and Came right, right right, there I got up As soon as I was good to go Can you do uh, Like I'm doing the 5 o'clock mix I came fresh out the hospital I went at 3 I got to the station At 3 p.m. Steve Salhani's looking at me Like what are you doing here And I gave him and he, he had my note and everything I showed him the note and everything But I was like No I'm good I'm doing 5 o'clock and I did five o'clock, five o'clock mix.
0: I wish y'all could see me right now as soon as he said that I went. <laughs> I just put my head down so quick, like, oh my God, give it up, Joey. Joey, just give it up.
1: <laughs> so that was, that was the moment right there. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it all caught up to me at one point. I just really wasn't built for morning radio. Um, you know, Buck let me go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moved me down to doing part time like, shifts, like on the weekends and a Sunday show. And I really I, I broke down because I really thought like I ruined my situation. I went from being on the radio every day, Monday through Friday in the morning, people waking up to me, hearing my voice to I just got pushed right back down to where I started almost in radio
0: So let me ask you a question because I, I'm, but i don 't know the story specific details because now i 'm thinking I think of like a, um, within an organization we talk about all the time keeping talent and one of the things is, is like use people for what they're good at like don't put them in places and positions that they're not going to flourish like w- would you say that they kind of knew better or they should have done better or would you say that maybe you knew better and you just didn't communicate that i knew better and i didn't communicate that i didn't want to give that spot everything yeah i
1: didn't want to give up that spot yep you know i on the radio every day yeah morning Prime, or night morning, morning or
0: night i don't care
1: yeah, and I remember being in Buck's office and him breaking it down. He's just like, yo, Joe, it's 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 over my head right now. Like, I can't... I can't save of, you. I can't do this. Like, yo, you're, you're great. He's like, you're going to be great. He's like, you're you're the future of this shit. And... I'm sorry if I'm cozy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he told me just like that, and where I felt like I was going to give up like I kind of looked at the bright side too and like I can rest, I can get a job, I can get like a, you know, a, you know, cool job to hold me over. I was working at ESPN for a little bit. But doing what? I, but I really I was doing um I was working in ESPN radio mm-hmm. where I would like I was cutting up highlights. Got it? Um in between this time, but I like ended up giving it up because they didn't want to work around my radio schedule because yeah. it was like the radio was so important to me. Yep. So I was in ESPN for probably, like, four months in between that. Uh, and, you know, I would try to make the best of my situ- situation. I had, a, I had a Sunday show, and I was doing part-time shifts, you know, on on the weekend or whenever somebody couldn't come in. And at that point, I was just kind of like, well, I think I should just give this up. Like, I'm not giving it up, but, like, Put this on the back seat Like Nothing's gonna come out of it, And I just really like This is put like myself in a bad position Like With this morning show stuff Like I really got Demoted You burned the bridge Yeah I felt like I did Like You know Buck still was in my corner He was still like Inviting me to places And we were still hanging out And, and doing things And he was still being A brother to me Um And He is a big brother Cause I remember I guess the, the There was a Like where I went to, At the point where I was just Like kinda Ready to check out. ready to check out and try to find a new route and just kind of like do the radio stuff as like a little hobby or whatever on the side, but you know create some 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 income uh, for me. You know on a full time scale, um, I was about to check out, and this was like you know me being off the morning show was like it was probably like a good, I think almost a year, and then one morning I get a text message from Buck, Yo, check your email. And I look at my email and I'm seeing I'm like, what do you want me looking at? And he didn't respond to me. So I like even when I was not on the morning show, I would be at the station almost every day. Just kinda of being around everything.
0: <laughs> you were obsessed.
1: Yeah, I was obsessed. Like yeah, I met a lot of cool people and you never know who's gonna pop through and I just try to absorb as much information as I possibly can, like on a daily basis. Like I never want, I still do it to this day. Like I go and bother everybody at the station all the time. Like that's just my norm. Like I that's like my second home. Yeah. Um so I go to his office and I'm like, What did you want me to look at? He's like, Dog, uh a position op uh, spot opened up in for nights in Tampa. I'm like, You're kidding. And he's like, Yo, and then he's like, Yo, get on it now. And I'm like, Yo, I have my laptop with me and I'm just like right in his office typing. His phone rings. In the middle of me like piecing up my resume, my 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 demos together. His phone rings and his it's Orlando. Davis from 94.1, ninety four one, my boss now. And he asks like, Yo, that kid that's on your morning show, like, what's his situation? And he was just like, you know, Buck basically told him like I was available. He was just like, Cool, have him send me his stuff have him send me his stuff. And he's like, He's right here, <laughs> like doing it right now. And I'm like he was like, That was Orlando. I was like, Get the hell out of here. I'm like and I'm like, Wow, like he reached out to you. So Place, I sent plays God's I plan, sent him, plan from yeah, Drake. I sent, yeah, I sent them. I sent them. This, I sent them the email. Christine Peters hits me back. Who's the music director? And she's like, "Hey, we got your stuff. And there's in the third. Um, We're gonna schedule. We want. We we like what we hear. We wanted to bring you down for a visit. Um, and Orlando told me. Calls me. I remember I was running on a reservoir, just clearing my head. And mind you, at this time, I was like. I was dating somebody, and it really went south. And one thing she, or oh, we would, we, 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 one thing she put me onto was going to this reservoirs where, like, she got her like center apiece and and it kind of, I kind of, you know, followed. Used it too. I followed. Yeah. I used it too, and I was literally going for a walk because we had just got out of a weird, weirdly weird place, and. Uh. And when and it's funny, because we got in a weird place and then Orlando calls me and says, Hey, I got your stuff. I like what I hear. Um when when uh we wanna bring we want to fly you down, I'm gonna give you the itinerary and this and the third. And I'm like, Wow, this is really gonna fly me down like uh So I take the flight down and I just fell in love with the station like I, I came in decked out I knew I wanted the job I knew I, I walked in there Like I knew I was going to get in Like I had like this Tampa Bay Rays Like Mitchell and Ness Jersey on And And they were like What? And everybody in the building Like It's like Oh nice jersey man That's a dope jersey And Like I had a feeling Like I knew it, I, Like I knew It was going to be my, Like I had a feeling It was going to be mine Like I felt really confident And we had a really good talk um, You know Orlando's a good dude man I, I got to meet everybody In the building and, you know, I went, we had lunch and we were, he was just kind of picking my brain and I just told him like my love, like for radio and my love for music. And, uh, we kind of connect, we really connected on that. Well, I feel like I just
0: interviewed you, so i don't yeah. you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he, um, so I go back home and I'm waiting like days. Cause he's like, it was me and some other kid. It's my boy, Miho. He actually was where we were, I would, uh, he worked at the station uh, in Maine and my dog, that's my dog um so it was up me against him like he eventually ended up getting a job in Miami which mm. is it worked out we ended up being in Florida being in Florida so it's cool um i was worried cuz i hadn't gotten a call in a few days and i was just like the anticip- anticipation's real so peep this my boy my boy joel Comes in the house To kind of ask me about How the interview went Mind you He walks in the house Wearing a Tampa Bay Rays hat I, I'm I, not I couldn't make this up Yeah I'm like In Connecticut <laughs> Yes Cause he he, had, he played He did like a softball Thing mm, mm-hmm. And they were called Like the Bombers So mm. TB Got it So he needed a bunch Of Tampa Bay hat, So he's yeah. got a bunch Of them Tampa Only Bay place hats. you can so get was, TB right. So he was rocking A Tampa Bay Rays hat we're just sitting down having brews And he's just like Yo what you think I'm like I don't know man I don't think I got the job I was like I haven't gotten a call back He's like really He's like yeah Who calls my phone <laughs> Orlando At 9pm Or something like Or 10pm It was late Some obscene hour Yeah so I'm like And, and I'm in my condo And I'm like Having a conversation with him He's like yo man that's just want you to know man It was tough I'm like I'm thinking, this he's going to tell me that he got the
0: job. Right. You don't call somebody yeah, you don't call to tell me and start that, that sentence off yeah. like that.
1: Don't create all that drama. So he was, uh, he's like, yo, man, it was hard. It was tough. He's like, yo, but we want to offer you a job in Tampa. And I'm like, stuck. I'm quiet. He's like, yo, you there? You okay? You want this? I'm like, yes, I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. More than anything. And he was just like, and he was just kind of breaking it down to like what he saw in me. And, uh. What really hit him too was he's like, I love that you're you're you're. I love that you're about the culture. Like you really live this stuff.
0: You live it. You
1: literally live it. And he told me that And he was just like, you want to know what really hit me off? Is like when when Afina Shakur had passed away, I had put a post, you know, an RIP post to Afina Shakur, Tupac's mom, and that sat with him because Dear Mama is one of his favorite Tupac songs. So he when he said he's like, Yo, when I saw that you posted the Afina Shakur is a, a vital piece to the hip hop community. You know what I mean? She you know, she was the mother of one of the most iconic rappers of our time. And you're the only one out of any candidate that I've ever that I was looking for that that was up for the job that posted anything about it. And I'm like Afina
0: Shakur helped me get a radio job at Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> so, a mother of a, a, an iconic rapper that's, you know, technically no longer with us. Right. That's right, crazy. B.
1: No, definitely. And, that's why I called my mother. I, my mother was screaming on the phone. I still have that video. My boy actually, Joelle actually caught that, that moment. Um, yeah, we did a farewell. and I came right here to Tampa and, the rest is not even history. It's, it's still going on. It's
0: a story in the making right, right. now. So th- briefly tell me about how great Tampa has been to you. What have, like, some of these, um, how well your show has done. It's good. I mean, I'm, what I love about
1: Tampa is just, like, I feel like everybody's really in tune here, and especially on the radio. Like, it's amazing what, like, has happened in the past two years. Mm. being here. Just the relationships i build built with everybody, just the the love that's there. And it's just a beautiful city with so much potential. And I'm glad I can bring, you know, my flavor and, and add to what, you know, is being built to what's already been a, an amazing station from, you know, from, for years, you know, just hearing the history, like before I came here about what Wild One was like, it's amazing, man, to see how they, where it came from. You know, and and to be a part of that history and 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 make history continuously, like that's awesome. I'm around. I'm around. I have you know. I'm around a great group of people that you know that not like inspire me at the end of the day too. Like I can talk to anybody. You know what I mean? Like and and everybody's like you know they're easy to talk to. You know. Every, you know we. It, it's a it's a job at the end of the day too. It's competitive, you know. And I think like oh keeps you on my toes too. And it's like you know when I see whenever you know he he'll he'll call me out sometimes whenever I'm I need to improve on something. And it's
0: like snap right at Like I say no more. Like yeah. I'm gonna get on it. I feel like you brought like the now back. Like you you keep talking about it, but you brought the now back to radio. Yeah. Because I feel like we're in such a time right now where SoundCloud can out yeah can can pass radio by. Miles, you know, you could be listening to SoundCloud and be on the hottest music and it won't, it won't catch radio till forever in a day. Correct. But I feel like with you, everything we're listening to gets, gets spins on the radio in Tampa and that's what I love. And I
1: wanted to bring that
0: cultural aspect, man, because it's like, you know, this new
1: generation of kids, like, you know, music's so easily accessible to them um, and and they need somebody that, you know, and I, I want, like, I've always thrived, like, you know, my entire career to to kind of talk, to, speak their language, you know what I mean, and help the people around me, like, yo, like, this is what's going on, and like, not for nothing, everybody's pretty much hip to what's going on, like, I walk into O's office, and O's, o, O's up on stuff that I'm not even up on, I see King, DJ King JB, and he's up on stuff that I'm not even up on, like, you know what I mean, like, this is cool, like, these guys been doing this for a while, too, and they've been at the station for for some time, and you know, to kind of add to that, too, it just keeps
0: everything fresh. So five years from now, what's the plan? What is, what is 35, 36 for you look like? <laughs> uh, my, my initial
1: goal uh, was to eventually be a, a program director at a radio station. Um, but I also have a passion for being in the music industry and, and being an A&R.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, I think I have a good ear for talent and you know i'm uh everybody uh you know I've, I've had conversations with people like hey man you should you should be, really be in an a and it's like and i think when they say that it goes back to when like my teacher told me in high school like hey you got a good voice for radio like right
0: is this a thing Could it yeah. be a thing right so
1: those are two things i'm looking but at right now you got plenty
0: of proof in your life that you right. can do whatever you say you want to do
1: this is this is true <laughs> and uh you know those are two things i'm really looking at and that i'm uh going to strive for and Uh, you know, the sky's the limit from there
0: You've really been making your footprint here too in Tampa Bay Yeah, the To be brief One of the reasons you and I work Know each other so well is Some of the stuff that you've done for the organization I work for Which is AMI Kids Yeah, And And that's that's something you
1: don't have to do Yeah, and and I, you know, those kids are amazing And and like what AMI is doing Is Is so beautiful, man Because it's like, you know you deal with you know at risk youth and you know and they can easily be consumed by you know the invite whatever negative environment that they're in and it's like ami comes in and it's like you know what we're not going to let you go off the deep end right We, we they strive to make you better yep and and find find your way
0: that's why this partnership is so cool though, because I feel like they get to hear you on the radio and yeah. then they get to see you in person. And now uh, all of a sudden something that could just be this so far dream idea possibility for them becomes real when they meet you because they get to see you face to face all the time. They get to have these conversations with you. Right. I just think that you make something that small a reality for them. And that's what's so dope. Joey, I can't, explain enough how much I appreciate you for this, sharing your story. Like you're the most vulnerable version of your story. Cause I've known you for like almost, I feel like it's been forever now, but hearing that part of you, I've never heard like this whole obsessed, this passion, this, this crazy work ethic that you have and, and just the realest version of you. Like I can't explain to you how much I appreciate it. And thank you so much for, for being real and, and giving everybody the real version of you, emotions, culture, all of it. I know, I know somebody is going to hear this and think differently about where they're going and what they're doing. And if, I think if we got anything from this, besides your hard work, besides your not giving up, besides all of it, it's just flip and ask. Just ask for what you want like so uh just big special thank you to you you are so appreciated guys and I'm gonna I'm gonna let Joey explain his tags his handles uh, so you guys can check him out on social media and when 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 and where you can find him on 941
1: you can follow me on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at Joey franchise I on snapchat j franchise also um joey and also um wild 941 Monday through Friday. 7 to midnight uh they also have there's also an app so wild 941 app on any uh, android or iphone uh, app store free free 99
0: much appreciated and you guys know what i need you to do i need you to subscribe rate and review if you love this episode and once again thank you joey and you guys know i love you until next time thanks again for joining us on another episode of the stranded podcast